In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. Uh, as we come again together, continuing our study, we've been studying the Book of Joshua from the Old Testament for for a while now. It's been it's been a while as we are going very very slow. But again, we're up to chapter 21, 22, 23, and twenty four, and then we will be done. So we're we're almost there. So can't promise how long those few chapters will take, but uh, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We've been going very very. Uh, slow pace again just digging in into into the scripture into the into the text into uh what we have uh and how we can benefit and again as we said from the beginning especially when we study the 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 old testament it's always you know the key for the old testament is to look for christ in the old testament to find christ in the old testament otherwise it will just be a story just be something that's from the past that we're we're, we're just like confusing it's uh, we're not uh we cannot relate to it and so forth and as we started the book of Joshua, we also said we are focusing on three things, the three commandments from the beginning, from the Lord to Joshua, which are what, again, to conquer, lead the people and conquer and divide, lead, conquer and divide, which is very, very relevant theme for us in our day and age now, right? We need, we need someone to lead and somebody to lead our life. We need to, to someone to give us the 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 victory and the ability to conquer and we need to know what we have we need to know what we have you know we need the lord to give us and tell us no this is yours remember we talked a few few chapters ago about Caleb and then after being 85 years old but he still he said what i am still the same strength as i was 40 years ago i can still fight i can still go in and go out with no problem give me the land that you promised me and i'm willing to take it and to go and to fight and take it and to claim it and move forward so with that we we're, we're, we're as we said we are you know past the 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 events of the major you know the highlights of the of the book right uh, rahab uh, jericho uh the crossing the river the 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 monuments all those things and we start to have like different pace basically as we said before that they are into the promised land right now and then they still have to fight yes they are in the promised land but as the lord promised them from the beginning from even exodus when he said i will give you this land what little by little right i'm not just going to give it all to you right away because i know that you won't be able to handle it so i'm going to give it to you little by little which means also little by little that you have to fight for it it's not easy it's not easy which is a very, very also interesting concept because most of the times we need something that is what easy. Like you're gonna give me something, Lord, just give it to me and let's get done with it, right? Why do I have to wait? You know, nobody wants to wait nowadays. We're all so rushed and so uh, 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 impatient that okay, God, if you're gonna promise me something, just give it to me now for everything. But it's amazing when you look at the at the way the Lord actually talked to the people from even before when they're still in the wilderness, I will give you the, the land little by little, lest you get lost, little by little. And we saw that that little by little wasn't really promising and wasn't really appealing for some people. If we, if we, when we discussed chapter 20, uh, was it 20? The, 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 the seven uh, uh, chapter 18, the seven um, tribes, right? Chapter 18, the seven tribes that he said that till now, how long you will stay? What? Lazy, you're not doing your job. You are, you are in the promised land. All what you have to do now is to continue to fight in order to claim your inheritance. And they did not do that. And we said this is about almost seven, eight years, right? That they're still sitting there. 
So at one point, Josh was telling them here, then again, how long will you neglect to go and possess the land? How long can you neglect? And as we, we were talking about it in the original, it's not just neglect. How long are you sinking down? You're actually retrieving. You're actually falling behind because you're not moving forward. And that's a very, as we said, very, very uh, basic principle in our spiritual life. If we're not moving forward, we are what? Falling behind. Even though things might seem like it's okay and I'm fine, and, and, but actually it's not fine. It's not fine. If I'm not claiming, I'm not moving, I'm not fighting, I'm definitely falling, even though if it's not noticeable. But at one time, we find all of a sudden things are falling apart. Like, what, hap what happened? You know, I thought I'm fine, right? But we're not. So with that, we moved on from chapter 18, and then we talked about, you know, again, the, the, the plan that Joshua gave the, 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 the seven tribes based on God's direction, take three men from each tribe, so we have 21 people, and, and he told them, as we were talking before, you need to actually to rise and to go walk in the land, survey the land, right, see what's in there for you, right, and come back again and report to me. And he repeated this several, maybe a couple of times or so, that you need to come back, return back to me. Joshua, as we said, he is the, he is the prototype for Christ. He is the leader, and he is also Joshua, Yeshua, Yeshua. Jesus is the same name, that he is the prototype of Christ, that we have to go, rise, survey the land, see what you have. Understand who, what, 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 what's for us, what's against us. Survey the land and see. Walk in it, up and down and come and report back to him, which is a very, very other important spiritual principle. You know, when we are struggling, just survey the land. Usually, we know probably what's happening. We know our weaknesses. We know our struggles, but we neglect to do what? To report to him, right? We take that challenge, and then, well, this is too much. This is too hard. I cannot do this anymore. I'm just going to continue like everybody else. And the simple, simple instruction to return back to him is actually the whole life. Return back to him. We we're just studying this in, in, in Mark yesterday as we started Mark with the Friday Bible study for the young adults. And, and when, when the Lord in Mark 1, uh, I think verse 14 and 15, when he said that he, this is the time to claim the kingdom of heaven. So he asked him to do two things. Repent and believe. Repent and believe. And that returning back to him is the repentance. So, because as we understand, repentance is turning or switching or changing direction. I'm walking this way, I'm going into everything and said so at one point, no, I have to daily, I have to return back to him and give him a report of everything. So this was 18, again, chapter 19, as we said, we're going to pass through it again, the, 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 the lot and the land and the, and the cities and everything. We talked a lot about the, the, the cities of refuge. Which, which again, that the Lord appointed six cities of refuge that are very, very visible for everyone. Those who commit crime unintentional because to, to escape from, from, from the, the, the Avengers, they would run to the, to, the, to the city of refuge, right? To run to, the, to them and stay there and find refuge there and, and still there till, as we said, and as the scripture said, till the, the, the high priest will die and then they're able to go back again. I'm gonna go through this again. But then I'm going to stop at the end of chapter 21, as I promised last time, and then go to chapter 22, because I said again, chapter 22 is actually very confusing. Like, is this good or bad? <laughs> when you read the scripture, read the story itself, like, what, what do you want to say? You know, should we do this like them or shouldn't? You know, is, we'll, we'll talk about it more. But, but, but end of chapter 21, and specifically from verse 43. 
from verse 43. So come, comes a text that is very, very important and very encouraging also uh, for us. So I'll read it again as I read it from, uh, from uh, the ESV uh, translation, and we'll just stop at it and then move on to, to chapter 22. So after all those things, after, you know, uh, giving the, the land and dividing and the lots and everything. And then comes at the last three verses of chapter 21. And as we said before, remember, there was no division. There's no chapters. The whole text flows. So when, 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 the, when the author wants to make his point, you're just like, okay, maybe probably repeat something or focus on something to say that this is actually end of a stage, end of a text, and then going on to something else. So Joshua 21 from 43, thus the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he swore to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it, and they settled there, and the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their fathers. Not one of all their enemies had withstood them, for the Lord had given all their enemies into their hands. Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed all came to pass. What a beautiful way to end this section, right? What a beautiful way to end this section with all the, 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 the promise, all bringing everything back again to reality. You know, here's what I told you, here's what happened. You know, I didn't lie to you before, right? You know, this is exactly what it is. So it's the affirmation of that, of that promise. And, and, and again, the, you see that it's pretty much kind of repetitive, three verses. Again, it's the same content, right? But say saying it once, twice, and three times, right? Why is that again? Like you know, here is what I promised you from the beginning, and I was with you, and I was able to drive out the enemies. But then also with with that mindset and with that statement, what does that give to the people also? Like when I hear this now, right, and I look at 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 what I have, what does that put on me as a receiver of this of this affirmation? What do you think? It's it's the, the confirming the idea again that he is the source of good. He is he is he is the good God, right? He is the the one that actually I'm doing all this out of my goodness, right? Not because you deserve anything. Remember that, not because you deserve it, because I just promise you this, and I want you to get into that rest, to get into it. And that's why, if you notice again, this passage talks about that there was what in in, in forty four, and the Lord gave them rest on every side gave them rest on every side. Imagine just this, like, you know, after being, you know, you know, again, seven, eight years fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And then at the end, so what's, here, here you go. I'm giving you, I'm giving you the rest. And, 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 and as we know, uh, 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 the, the, the rest here in the original, again, is, is Noah, which is Niyah in Arabic. That's why, so it is that not just rest, it's more of, uh, of, of, uh, of uh, settling, set down, okay? Uh, we use the same word in, in, in when, we, when we say, in Arabic, we say, which is repose, which is pass, die, right? Why? Because the person is finally finding rest, rest. So that's, that's the idea of that, 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 you know, you leave something in order to find something else and that something else is what is rest. But then the, the last word that that, that, that chapter uh, 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 
end by is is very interesting word also, which is it says what then everything was what came to pass. What does that mean? Came to pass. Everything, all came to pass. What is all? First of all, what is he really talking about here? Everything promised. Everything promised. That's one thing. What else? It's a very general word, everything, all came to pass. What is, so let's skip all and come to pass. What is pass? Hmm? Happened, happened, yes, all happened, right? What was the last word that the Lord said on the cross? It's complete. See the link? Why complete? Because it's the rest, right? And as from far throughout the age and throughout the years, he's pointing at what will happen when the actual promised land, right? When the actual Yeshua or actual Joshua will come, Jesus himself, and he will say at one point that everything is finished. All pass, all pass, right? There is a plan, there is a plan. And that plan, again, if you if you go back again to all the, 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 the events of Joshua since we started till now, you see those events are not always very, very good. It's not always what the people wanted. Those events were up and down, as we said. Those events included victory, included defeat, right? But at the end of the day, it's all for what reason that to come to the end and say that everything all came to pass, all came to pass. I think it's very important when we struggle with our lives to keep that final and the full picture very, very clear in our mind. Because most of, most of the time we don't. And we just struggle with each event as it's an event by itself, away from the full picture. You know what I'm trying to say, right? I'm struggling with something like, why is this happening to me? And I go so much involved in that thing and trying to get out of it and trying to see but then, and then get out of this and get to something else, whether that other thing could be good and could be bad, could be exciting, could be not exciting. But we deal with each event by itself away from the full picture of, of life. And the full picture of life is what that all came to pass for what and when what happened when they all went into the rest, into the rest. So one thing, another very important spiritual principle is keep the eye always, keep our eyes always on the full picture, on the full picture. Most of the time we are so much distracted by, by the little details. Again, it's important to deal with those details and we need to deal with those details because that's our life. But deal with it in the realm of the full reason, the full purpose of life, the full purpose of life. Otherwise it doesn't make any sense. No. Think of any challenge that we're going through and try to find sense of what's, what's happening. Most of the time, like, it doesn't make any sense, right? It's more frustration, more uh, 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 being drifted away, more, more confusion, more everything. But when you try to put this in the full picture that everything went to pass. Now, now I, I can see the people of Israel now looking back at those events and those ups and downs and those struggles and those kings and those defeats and says, now it makes sense. It makes sense. At that time, it didn't make any sense, probably, right? So one thing you ought to understand and to, to, to kind of be able to, uh, to manage the, 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 the life that we live here is when we keep the eyes fixed on, on the future, 
right, in the full picture, that all came to pass, all came to pass. And that all came to pass is the same, in a way, the same analogy and, 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 and like shadow of what the Lord said on the cross when he said that all, everything is, it is finished. It is finished, right? And that's why I'm dealing with you. That's why I came and that's why I'm doing everything in order for us at the, at the end to get to this point of we are, again, the text is, is, is kind of in details about, about that, uh, that uh, uh, the rest was from every side, right? Rest is from every side, not just one thing, but it's, as it says here that, uh, and the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their fathers. Exactly, I didn't lie to you. I told you I'm going to bring you to the rest. I bring you there. But it's really amazing when you look at this and jump into the next book, the judges. And you see how the people dealt with this, right? Like, come on, like it's 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 very it's, it's plain, like it's 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 very clear. You stay with me, you find the rest, right? But then you see throughout the book of Judges what and how the behavior was. Like, okay, we're gonna stay with you for, for a while, but then after a while, what? No. This is too much. Let's go back again to our own life, right? And then the book says, okay, in the beginning, you know, it goes, the, and then they were under so-and-so for 40 years, and then under for 80 years, and then under for 20 years. And, and, and the whole book is that ridiculous cycle of, of, of the man's stubbornness and God's mercy. <laughs> and then he brings somebody else to another judge to save the people and to bring them back. As if all those, as of specifically those three verses, Never been written, never been said. Uh, Abuna, I, I didn't attend uh, last time. Yes. But there, is, there is a point I want to raise that uh, although uh, Moses, God uh, 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 said that the Levites should have no inheritance in the land, right. yes. but in the 21, I don't know whether you. Uh, Refer to this point last time or not. As a revise, they, uh, Joshua, they asked for a part of the land and they have been given that. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know, uh, actually, I don't know what is the answer of, the, of this, uh, this point. You're talking about chapter 21, Dr. Samir? Yes, yes, chapter which. Uh, uh, what they were given, we were talking about that. What they were given is actually the, the Levitical cities were part of the of the uh, cities of refuge. So, and, and we said that they were spread all over the place for a reason. It was like more than 40, what, 42, 48 cities all over the promised land for a reason, because the Levites are the people who are responsible for serving the Lord, responsible for teaching the Lord, the, the people, right? So, so when, when, when he, yes, they have no, they have no uh, uh, portion, but he still gave them the cities. Why? Because they need to be spread all over the, 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 the congregation, all over the population, for the reason that they have a duty to teach the people and to serve the people and to bring God to, to, to the people. So although that they have no, God said that you have no portion, your portion is me, is the Lord. You, you're not going to inherit anything, but it's still assigned and appointed cities to them. And from those cities also were the cities of the refuge, which is again, like as if it is, you know, if you really want to find the refuge, you cannot find the refuge away from the teaching 
away from the people that can actually bring you to the Lord himself. Right? So I know that, that that's what you're talking about, Dr. Samir, but, but the idea that, yes, they do not have a portion, but they were still assigned cities in order for a, for, for a very specific function, that they are all over the place in order to be spread to be as we are, you know, as we were just reading this today in the in the Catholic epistle wow. today, that we are all priests, right? In a way that we are all responsible to bring God to the people and to offer sacrifices in our own life. So when their when their cities are are distributed among the whole congregation, that is for for a for a very good reason that they need to be that salt of the earth all over the the people. Hope that uh, uh, answers that that point, Dr. Samir. Yes. Yes. With that, we go on to again, chapter twenty-two, right? Which is which is bringing back again the idea and the talk and the point that we've talked about it before several times, and the book talked about it before several times, which is what the two and a half tribes, as if this is a, an ongoing issue, right? So from before, just to, 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 to catch up, we said that before crossing the Jordan, you know, we have the two and a half tribes that said, you know what, we were not going with you to the promised land. This land is nice. This is what we've seen. This is good. It's very good for our cattle, for our life, for everything. We decide to stay here, right? And then Moses made a deal with them. Actually, I was reading this more and more. Today, it says, it seems like actually that deal wasn't even according to God's will. It's just Moses out of his anger at that time said, okay, you want to stay here, stay here, but make sure that you come with us to fight. And when we are done with the fighting, your brothers are done with the fighting across the river, you come back again to the land that you want, right? So you see that this, this story keeps coming back again and again and again, because it's very, very important. When you have the whole nation supposed to, to go and cross the Jordan to the promised land, the land that God has chosen for them, and then two and a half of the tribe said, no, 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 I don't want God's choice. I don't think it's the best thing for me. I want my own choice, right? Which is, again, a very repetitive model that we do all the time in our own life. You know, God is saying, I want you to go there. Like, I, I can't trust you. There is unseen, but here is seen, right? What God is telling me to go or to do, I don't know what that is. I just have to obey by faith, which it doesn't, you know, make sense. But what I can see now is the land that is so fertile, the land that is so good, the land that is so promising, and that's what I want. So you come to chapter 22 and you see the, the, the story continues. Again, as I'm saying, like this is not ending. This is not ending. It will, never, it will not end. So let's read it together passage by passage and see uh, where is this and how is that really actually, as I'm saying, it could be kind of like, what is it? What is it for us? Is what they did right or wrong? Is, you know, what, what's all about it? So I think it's good to, to go through a text itself and, uh, and uh, see exactly, uh, take it step by step. And again, not, not necessarily covering the full, as I was uh, preparing today, I think you know, there's too much to say in this. So I think we'll still kind of go on our own pace also uh, with that. Any comments or, or, or things till this point before I move on? Okay, so Joshua 22. And again, I'm reading from the ESV, which is different than the screen, but you can still um, follow through. At the time, Joshua summoned the Rebunites 
and the Gidites and half the tribe of Manasseh. Those are the two and a half tribes that they said, what we want to stay here. We're not going to go with you to the promised land. At the time when what? When things settled, when God said, okay, everything is done. It's, it's passed, so it's fine. So now you, you can see what's happening is actually what we can call, if I can give it a title, kind of uh, uh, honor discharge for the troops, <laughs> right? Because the, the deal with them first was what? Come fight with us. And then after you fight, after everything is done, go back home. So we'll see how, how is that happening here. At that time, Joshua summoned the Rubenites and the Gedites and the half-tribe of Manasseh and said to them, you have kept all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you and have obeyed my voice in all that I have commanded you. You have not forsaken your brothers these many days, down to this day. These many days are years, right? It's years. But have been careful to keep the charge of the Lord your God. This is all sounds very good, right? That's why I'm saying it's kind of confusing when you actually read the full, full thing. Like, okay, this is this is very nice. Like, you've been faithful, you've been fighting with us, you've been very good. So, 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 what is the problem then? <laughs> you have not forsaken your brothers these many days down to this day, but have been careful to keep the charge of the Lord your God. And now the Lord your God has given rest to your brothers as He promised them. Therefore, turn and go to your tents in the land where your possession lies which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. Pay attention also, as Joshua is saying, he never said that the Lord told you. So he's saying Moses did. Because again, if we go back again, I think the reference is Numbers 32. You see that actually Moses acted out of his own anger, right? Without, without actually asking God, is this, is this the plan or not? Okay. So, and, and, and he, he keeps saying this, go because that's what Moses has told you. He doesn't say because that's the promise or anything else. Your brother, exactly. You see, see the contrast? Exactly, that's a very good point. The Lord God has given your brothers the land, the rest, but Moses told you to stay there. <laughs> right? And now the Lord your God has given rest to your brothers as he promised them. Therefore, turn and go to your tents in the land where your possession lies, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. Only be very careful to observe the commandments and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all ways and to keep his commandments and to cling to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Sounds, sounds very, 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 very decent. Very recent. Makes sense. It's very good. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away and they went to their tents. Now to the one half of the tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given a possession in Bashan. But to the other half, Joshua had given a possession beside the brothers in the land west of the Jordan. And when Joshua sent them away to their homes and blessed them, he said to them, go back to your tent with much wealth and with very much livestock, with silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and with much clothing. Divide the spoil of your enemies with your brothers. So the people of Rubin and the people of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh returned home, parting from the people of Israel at Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan, to go to the land of Gilead, their own land, which they had possessed themselves by command of the Lord Rumos. So what's happening here? We see several things. We see several things from, from, from the text. We see number one, that Joshua is commending them from verse one to three. And we see that he's discharging them. As I said, an honor discharge, go back. You're done, the war is over, go back. And you see that he is actually admonishing them on what they've done. 
And not only that, but giving them what? Blessing. Giving them blessing. But with all those things, can we still say that they were following the Lord's commandment? This is where I'm saying it becomes very, very tricky. And it becomes very, very tricky when we try to apply this to ourselves. Right? Again, according to this, it sounds like Joshua is pleased with them. Right? He blessed them, gave them wealth, gave them all the spoil, bronze, gold, everything, and, and go back and, and do everything. But still, there is, there, is, there is a problem. What is the problem still? Yes, yes. They're, 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 they're isolating themselves. They're away from their brothers. And there is something that's very, very important is they became what we can call borderline believers borderline believers literally borderline because they they, they 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 departed away from the promised land and went really to the border of their enemies living close to their enemies away from the from canaan and borderline in the figurative way also because they still you know and that's why i'm saying it's tricky it's tricky and that's why i'm saying it can it can really we can find ourselves in that right you know, doing still the things and receiving blessings and receiving things, but I'm still, I'm not fully into that relationship. I'm still based, you know, the, the problem is they base that relationship based on their own, what, choice, not on God's choice. Even though God is merciful with them, even though God is still showing them love, even though that God is actually still giving them a chance, and even though that Joshua is actually even rem reminding them, go, that's fine, but still love God with all your heart. Like, how can I love God with all my heart when I chose the land that I've chosen for myself already? Right? So that's why I'm saying it's, it's, it's confusing because when you read the, the text, like what's wrong with that? It seems like everything is going fine. Like God is pleased. Joshua's pleased, but actually he's not. Why is that? Because of their own actions after that, it wasn't action that is leading to peace. And this is one very, very important thing. As we will read the rest of the story, at one point they said, okay, we'll make for ourselves what? For ourselves an altar. Like how can you make an altar away from the promised land? There is only one altar. There is only the tabernacle. How can you make another altar for yourselves? And then they came back. Well, it's not really to offer sacrifice. It's just to be a symbol. See, things are not right from the beginning. Things are not right from the beginning. When we start our relationship with God based on the wrong understanding and the wrong choice, even if we try to beautify it, even if we try to spiritualize it, it's still wrong. It's still wrong. And that's the scary part of this. Like they went and they fought for seven, eight years. God, can't you just count this for them as, as, as a good work, good deed? Maybe, but, but that's not it. That's not what I want. Based on that, and based still, and we'll, we'll talk about this more and more here, based on, on their initial, initial uh, uh, choice, their action was going to lead to what? Civil war. Anything that is based on the wrong thing, it will never lead to peace. Straightforward. Right? 
And sometimes, like, you know, you, you, I'm confused. Why are things going wrong in my life, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. Am I a believer or borderline believer? Right? I choose to be on the border. I don't want to be in the heart. And then the problem is I'll even erect for myself a, 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 an altar, a symbol that will make me convinced that I am worshiping God. It's a very hard chapter. It's a very hard chapter. And very hard concept that we, we it, it kind of brings back again the point of, of the, the, the pure heart. And that's why the Lord said, blessed are the pure heart. They, they shall see that, right? If the heart is not pure, and I can still do all the spiritual thing, even the fight, even the war, even fighting for the brethren for the right thing. But he goes, there is something wrong. Yes, Abhi. Being self-centered, even our spiritual life, it's all about me. Right? Yes. It is, uh, albeit in 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 this morning's gospel, you know, you, you weren't here, but the the, the morning reading today uh, was exactly what you're talking about in in uh, um, in the gospel of Saint Luke, chapter ten, right? In at the end of the chapter, he goes again that uh, that uh, uh, he talks about in the matins this morning, not the gospel. In matins this morning, uh, talk talks about. Um, let me read it real quick here. That unless you hate yourself and follow me, then then you, you cannot be my 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 disciple. You cannot be my my disciple, right? In again in John John. Uh, 12, John, 12. 12, John 12 thank you Dr. Samir most assuredly I say to you unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies it remains alone but if it dies it produces much grain the, 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 the grain of the wheat it has to die in order to bring if it doesn't die then it's not going to bring anything he who loves his life will lose it and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life so that's 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 that did not happen with the two and a half tribes, right? Because they they based all their even their spiritual fight and even everything they based it all on the wrong. Remember the the parable of the Lord. He said that if you build your house on in what on sand, what will happen to it? Gotta go away. It's a house. It's a beautiful house, right? It, it, you're able to put in, invest in money and, and materials and, and, and time and everything. And you brought a house, but that house based on? It will not stand. Versus based on the rock himself, right? 
what else from this passage? I, I think you know it's it's again it's it's very very important concept and and very very subtle. <laughs> That's the 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 danger of that. That you know again like you you read the beginning of the chapter like it seems like everything is going well. Everything is going well. But actually, it's not. It's not going well. Yes, go ahead. Definitely, Albira, I, I totally agree with you. God's mercy will never stop. God's mercy, and again, as I was just saying in the book of Judges, God's mercy continues. Well, we, we, they left and went back again, but then, okay, I'm going to bring somebody again to lead them and to get them out of this. God's mercy for us that he still and continue to work with us till the last breath. Till the last breath. Right? Out of, that's his love. And that's, again, that's why even Joshua is trying to tell them again, okay, remember, just go and love God with all your, with all your heart. Like, okay, really? <laughs> right? Did I, did, I, did I start loving God with all my heart before? Maybe I didn't, but here you go. There's another chance for you, right? They didn't die in the war, right? They, didn't, they weren't cursed like other cities. God gave them the opportunity still to exist and to live and to even enjoy the spoil, which is, again, puzzling. You know, I'm going to give you what you have earned from the fight. This is your right. Take it. Take it. But the problem is be faithful, be honest. And that's what they weren't even after this. They start to do something that's very, very, very strange. Said, okay, And it's a matter of identity, right? Again, imagine two and a half tribes with all that numbers and they are living in, away from the promised land. So who are they living with? All the other nations, all the other nations. So eventually their identity will be what? Erased, right? So in order for them to continue and to keep that identity, we are going to do what? To build an altar. It sounds like a great, great idea, right? So we know that we belong to this place, although they know very well that they should not be building an altar. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I'm saying it's very subtle, because again, you see how much devil can use everything in order for what to let them feel okay, feel safe. Feel like, you know, we're, we're so concerned about God to the point that we're going to build an altar for him so we don't forget who we are. Well, why are you here from the beginning? You know, you, you, you get this and you compare this to our lives and to our struggles. And, you know, lots of times we, we lose that identity of being, we're talking about this with, with, the, with the Bible study on Friday, our identity as being his children, right? In order to kind of still relate to that identity somehow, we do whatever, right? I was just reading something even, even to the point of putting religious stickers on our cars, right? <laughs> Well, nothing wrong with that. It's a way of spreading the name of the Lord. Yes, but what's the actual reason? 
right? And how much that sticker that I put in the car is actually making me feel what? Good. Although I'm not loving God with all my heart. I'll take this to another thing, which is using the social media, right? Posting versus left and right. Beautiful. Very good. Post as much as you can. But how about my life? Is my life an open message for the people or not? Right? This is, this is exactly what they did. Using something as a symbol to remind us that we belong to God, although it is not the actual purpose. How do we know that this, this is wrong? Because it, it was going to lead to a civil war. When the people heard, how can they build an altar? They're not supposed to do that. But thank God the rest of the tribes were wise enough to send a delegation first and to see what's happening before actually going into, into full war. A quote that I was reading about this, it's, it's very, very actually true. It says, it's unfortunate when believers have to resort to artificial means to let people know they are God's people. <laughs> Again, it's unfortunate when believers have to resort to artificial means to let people know they are God's people. What does that mean? True. It's not natural. I don't need anything to show people that I am this child. People can tell, right? People can see that I am a true, again, a borderline believer or an actual believer. Right? Yes, dear. Yes. 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 Right. You have the fellowship. You have the right. They don't have that that brotherhood. Right. Yes. Yes. So, and that's what happened when we, when we isolate ourselves because we are going on according to our own choice, right? So, we isolate ourselves from the from the body, and once we are isolated, we are very easy again. We are, you know, they choose to live literally on the border by the enemies. And we'll see how that and, and, and how that affected them later on. Okay. So back to the text again. So all the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh returned home, parting from the people of Israel at Shiloh, which is in the land of Cain. And then that that other thing that happened. Maybe you can just even you know stop at this point because the next thing is is still also 
the rest of the of the story and and please you know maybe maybe take the time and read the story in order to really understand exactly the dynamic of what happened but before that another another uh, uh, concept that we want to talk about today again is is that that borderline again i want to come back again to that borderline christian am i really a full full i'm, I'm, I'm investing 100% into that or i i still come and i still serve and i still belong and i still do but you know what I still prefer to be border right? There's another quote that I was reading also says, Un an undecided half and half Christian is more inconsistent than an open out and out worldling or infidel. So, you know, if, if I, and this is, this is exactly what the Lord said when we are what? Lukewarm, right? Lukewarm, you're, you're not, you know, I wish you are hot or you are cold, but you are lukewarm, right? That, that borderline, that kind of like mellow type thing. Like, I don't really know what, today I'm here, tomorrow I'm out, you know. Uh, if there is a group that's doing thing, I'll do with them. If there is another party going on, I'll go with them. Just like undecided, right? And it's very, 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 very dangerous. Very dangerous. And the danger of it, again, that I can win when, if there is something, I will go in fully. Again, if there is a fight, okay, I'm going to go and fight with you, 100%, right? But still, my mind is on the other side of the river. Based on again what based on my own my own choices with that. When when they did this also they did something that's very kind of unique in a way, uh, which is which is there. We'll talk about this more next time. Their 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 uh, in their defense what they used as a memorial, right? As a memorial for that's what they said. Even though later on, you can read it later on, that they actually, the, the, in their defense, they're saying that we are afraid that your children will affect our children. Like, really? You, know, you are the one who chose to be on the border. You are the one who chose to be out of the promised land. And now you are saying that you are afraid that the other tribes, children will actually affect you negatively. See how when things, again, are, are starting wrong, the whole thing is, is, is very cloudy. You cannot really think even even clear. Right? They are afraid that the children of the, 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 the ten and a half tribes or the, the, the nine and a half tribes will actually impact them in a negative way. So that's why we want to be here. And I, I think it's, it's something that we need to, to, to kind of be aware of and be careful with, right? Although again, what Joshua did with them is was commanding, you know, admonishing, blessing, and giving them everything, but that doesn't mean that things are okay, right? And that's where we take a step back every day and say again, you know what, you know, what have I done today? Are all my were all my choices today based on God's will or it's on my own, right? And that's why we need that daily evaluation. The daily I was talking about this yesterday in the in the Bible study, they doing that, uh, that uh, paternity check every day. You know, we were talking about the, the children and the father and we are his, his children, right? So, you know, nowadays, if you want to make sure that this father, this child belongs to this father, they do what? A DNA. Before DNA time, the only way to know is what? Is the character, is the shape, is the behavior, is the features, right? This looks like this, right? So if we, that's why I was saying we need to do and to go through that paternity test every day. Are really my actions today referring to my father or not? 
was I really that good image for, for, for him or not? Or I was, I was the opposite, right? Based on what, again, based on my choices, whether I'm choosing things because it looks good to me, even though it's not the right thing or not. And you can see this on every level, whether you know it's, it's just like, a, like a, a, a saying hi to somebody or being nice to my spouse or being you know, really taking a very, very dangerous decision, right? But it's all on the same line, right? We're, at one point we're given, uh, started, a, Dr. Samir, remember, started a group with the, with the men's, men's group, men's guys, guys groups. And it was all about being courageous. Being, being godly men. And we, we started a, a series of, of talks about how, what does it mean to be a courageous, right? And being courageous, you know, we can, we can think about it and courageous meaning that I am strong, that I am I'm not afraid of things and I can do whatever, you know, if, uh, if my son is uh, uh, trapped in something, I'll run, run and jump and, but, but we, as you're talking more and more, courageous is just actually, in the simple action that when I come home from a busy day and I see my spouse or see somebody that is really struggling and I'm able to actually forget about myself and do something for that other, that is being courageous. It's not that big movie, you know, uh, character of being courageous. It's those very simple things. That is being courageous because I'm forgetting about myself and I'm doing things for, for the other as simple as that and it becomes a lifestyle right it becomes a pattern of life that in everything and this is this is what what being you know being courageous is all about courageous is forgetting myself and going doing for the other right on the right basis and on the right foundation on the right foundation and I think it's, it's you know, you, you see this more and more as we're, as we're studying Joshua and as we're getting close to the end here, that, that this, is, this is the whole theme of the, of the book, right? From, from the beginning, be courageous, right? Be courageous not only to go and fight. Be courageous to, to face myself and to say that, no, what, these things are not right. My choices are not right. I need... They need to be fixed. They need to be corrected. That's being courageous. Which is very hard, by the way. Very, very, I think all of us know that. It's very hard to come to a point to myself and say, what, well, I've made a wrong mistake or wrong decision today. Or I talked to my spouse in a bad way today. Or I did this to that person and I wasn't supposed to do that today. Those are the little battles that we have to fight as we are in the promised land. And lots of times we fail those small little battles. And we're just waiting for the big thing to happen. Like, you don't need the big thing. Right? And this is the practicality. And this is the orthodoxy. Again, as we said before, orthopraxy. We are practicing what we believe. And what believe is the mind of Christ. And what is the mind of Christ? That he emptied himself and he obeyed and he gave himself for the life of the others. That is the mind of Christ. And that's why that mind of Christ is not in the two and a half tribes. And that's why, again, he said, this is not right. Because they didn't empty themselves. They didn't obey and they didn't do things for the others, even though they fought with the others. But in a way, they had to do that in order to claim the land that they want. <laughs> okay.
we'll stop at this point and, and we'll continue again with the chapter. Uh, please read more of the rest of the chapter if, not, if you're not familiar with the rest of the story because there is a lot to see still into that and then we'll move on after this. Then we'll have two and a half chapters as the two and a half tribes. Two and a half chapters remaining before we finish the, the book of, of Joshua Gatling. Any additions or questions or comments? Yes, David. Yes. 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 Together. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Let's, let's connect again. Yes. Yes. Right. 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 Yes. Yes. Right. And, right. and that's very much what we do, actually, just bringing this back again to our life. When we allow just one little thing to start to be separation between us and between God, it doesn't start right away with a big thing, right? It's just a more small little thing that starts and then just let this go, right? I always say it's like building a wall. You don't have a big wall all of a sudden, right? You start with a one break and a break and a break and a break. And then before you know it, after a while, there is a big wall. There is a big separation, right? So it's, it's kind of the same concept. Like, you know, we need to be aware of those things that will separate us from him and from each other also as a fellowship. And that's another, another very important part also of us as an Orthodox, that we have that body of Christ. We come to worship together. The church is calling people in order to come and worship together the work of the people. Anything else? Any other comments? Yes, Nabi. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's 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 the, the the way it's written here, which is that that it's it's not God's commandment because He wanted you to do, He commanded you to do that. But the commandment is that even if you choose this, that you still have to go and fight and then come back again. So it wasn't the commandment that okay, it is good for you and it's okay for you to actually choose this land as your part, because the whole commandment from the beginning is what is to go to the promised land. And this was not part of the promised land. But when, when they chose that, right? And then when they talked to Moses and the Moses, you know, again, made the decision, the commandment or the, the order or the, the deal is that, okay, you're gonna sit here. Okay, this is what you choose. I'm not gonna force you. But the commandment is you have to go and fight and then come back again. So according to God's commandment, it wasn't that you have, or this is okay for you to settle in this land. The commandment is to go fight with your brothers and after the fight is done, you come back again to what you wanted to do. 
right? You, you can see this again. I'll just read this real quick in, 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 in Numbers 32. In Numbers 32. Just going to finish with this so we can, we can kind of be on the same uh, track. So Numbers 32 is, is uh, that basic uh, incident. Uh, it says, Now the people of Reuben and the people of Gad had a very great number of livestock, and they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead, and behold, the place was a place of, for livestock. So the people of Gad and the people of Reuben came and said to Moses and to Eleazar the priest and to the chiefs of the congregation, uh, Ataroth, Dibon, and so forth, the land that the Lord struck down before the congregation of Israel is the land for livestock and your servants have livestock. And they said, if we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants for a possession. Do not take us across the Jordan. Right? While the whole idea from the beginning is to everybody to go across the Jordan and to inherit the land. But Moses said to the people of Gad, of Gad and the people of Rubin, shall your brothers go to the war while you sit here? Why will you discourage the heart of the people of Israel from going over into the land that the Lord has given them? Your fathers did this when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to this land. For why? For when they went up to the valley of Ishkol and saw the land and so forth and so forth. And the Lord's anger was kindled on that day and swore See? This is very important. The Lord's anger was kindled on that day because they choose to live in that part and not to go across the Jordan. And then verse 11, surely none of the men who came up out of Egypt from the 20 years old and upward shall see the land that I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, none except Caleb, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth, right? So it's, it's, it's important to go back to this and to refer to this to see exactly the, 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 what happened Okay. Sounds good. Uh, let's pray and then we shall continue uh, next Saturday, God willing. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Lord, we thank you for this time. We ask Lord to kindle that fire in our hearts, Lord, that we love you with all our hearts, Lord, that we trust in you, Lord, in your promises and, and what you choose for us, Lord. Allow us not to live that self centered life that we choose according to our needs. And our views, but uh, we surrender and submit and, and uh, come to you fully, Lord, with the full heart. Lord. Don't allow us to be borderline Christians, Lord, just living on the border while we still practice and while we still believe and while we still do things. Lord. So take us, Lord, to the depth, take us, Lord, to the, to, the, to the fullness, Lord, of the relationship with you. And shower us with all your grace, all your love. Thank for my brothers and sisters, for those who aren't with us, for those who are away from you, for those who have no one to remember them, Lord, remember everyone. The poor, the needy, those are struggling. I mean, through the prayers of all your saints in your name, Lord Jesus, we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May the love of God the Father, the grace of only begotten Son, the community of the Holy Spirit with you. Go in peace. Peace be with you all. Amen. Have a good night. Uh, as we said last time, we'll, uh, we'll uh, start doing the midnight praises from uh, now till about, uh, what, hour and a half or so? Yeah. And then so more than welcome to stay uh, or to go. God bless and see you all. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.